As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to the Scoot Around Wednesday Travel and Cruise Industry News. On this, the first day of February 2023, I'm coming to you from Harvest Key in Belize. That's, of course, uh, Norwegian's private island here in Belize. I've never been here before, so I'm looking forward to going ashore. All right, the headlines today, we do have a couple news stories, but uh, some of them happened yesterday. Uh, of course, many of you by now have heard about the uh, cruise that was canceled due to food and beverage issues. I've done some research trying to find out the real co- uh, cause of that one, and it's still a lot of unknowns. But we're going to bring an update on that. World's oldest cruise ship to be scrapped. Carnival breaks a fundraising record. And Crystal cruises to relaunch. As crystal. That and a lot more live here at 8 o'clock this morning. Today is National Baked Alaska Day. I don't I haven't seen Baked Alaska on any of the menus here yet, but they might have it. I don't know. Uh, I will certainly have it if it's on the menu tonight. Uh, I like Baked Alaska. So, not something you can find all the time. I admit that. If you're listening via the podcast, you're always welcome here. You can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big guys just search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. If you are listening via the podcast and ever want to hop over to see any of the clips or pictures that we're using on that day's show, There'll always be a link in the description of the podcast that says click here or the video feed. That's all you have to do. So, um, do have a couple of announcements to make. Uh, as you know, this is kind of an ongoing, evolving situation with uh, my scheduling on cruises now. Uh, my intent was to try to be ready to do the show at 7 o'clock this morning because we were due in port at 8. Well, I found out a couple things. One, it's totally impossible for me to get the show ready at 7 o'clock. There's just not enough time to 
adequately research it, write it, put it together, and get everything ready and everything loaded. And you know, there's just more involved. So, and today it was complicated because we had an hour time change last night that goes back and forth on this cruise. So, uh, it's actually an hour earlier here than I thought it was going to be, but that still didn't affect, I mean, it gives me a little more time as far as going ashore, um, which tomorrow I would have and the next day I wouldn't have. So what I'm going to do, folks, when I'm in shore on a port of call, and I'll always let you know ahead of time on that, I'm just going to do the show at 8 o'clock Eastern time, period. And if it's an early entry into port, you know, like an 8 o'clock port call, say, you know, get, you can get off the ship at 8. If I don't get off the ship until 9 or 9.30, I've at least got most of the day, as opposed to when I was doing my show at 11 and maybe not getting done processing everything until 12.30 or quarter to 1.00. Uh, and then, uh, you know, especially if it was early out, I'd have no time at all ashore. So, 8 o'clock on port call days. From now on, I can live with that. Gives me a little bit more time to get ready in the morning. So, that's cool. All right. Now, to bring you up on the, the latest, you know, I always try to be as open and honest with you guys. As I can. So we were in uh, where were we? Costa Maya yesterday, and I went ashore and was. Uh, I wanted to try to interview some people, which and nobody would talk about the smoking band. Nice. Basically, I talked to a couple managers of uh, either bars or uh, eateries. And they were afraid of two things. One, uh, their owners are not, uh, we're not in Costa Maya. There are other places in the country. And they were afraid of reprisals from the owners if they made comments about the smoking ban in either direction, pro or con, or how it would affect their business. They're also very much afraid of the Mexican government. And they don't want to publicly talk about this thing. Apparently, it's much more of a hot-button issue in Mexico than I was aware of. So, I could not get anybody to, uh, I mean, we could chat off the record. But as soon as they found out that I was a quote-unquote reporter, and I'm not any kind of Order, but still, basically, filling that function. Uh, they did not want to say anything on the record or be taped. When we get to Cozumel, I'm hoping my friend there that owns a restaurant will be able to chat a little more about it. Hopefully, maybe do an interview. So, but we'll see. Um, I will say yesterday, and there were, there were three ships in port, um, so there was probably some, 
I don't know, 10,000 people, maybe. Um, in Costa Maya. So it was reasonably crowded. I only saw one person, and that was right after he had gotten off one of the ships, light up a cigarette. I did not see anybody trying to sneak a cigarette at Costa Maya at all. At least while I was there. Maybe they were in more hidden places than I was. All right, so let's get to the, the bad part about Gustavia yesterday. So I wanted to, you know, they've got a nice swim-up bar, very similar to Amber Cove's. I wanted to get some film for it. Uh, this is what I want to get. This is a Cantina Latina swim-up pool bar. In Costa Maya. Beautiful. Now, there toward the end of that, when it came over to where you could see the big thatched roof over the restaurant, to get from the restaurant up to the pool deck was a really a fairly steep ramp, but it did have a ramp. And the ramp was probably eight feet or so uh, in, in length. So I was driving my scooter up the ramp to get up on the pool deck to shoot that film, which I filmed later, by the way. And I got right to the top and the scooter went, oh, no, I can't get over the top. And started rolling backwards. Now, I've told you guys about the two times that I've flipped the stupid scooter. So I was mindful of I can't shift my weight in any way. Or I'm liable to go over and I was on a ramp and yeah, but I didn't want to do that. I had no brakes on the scooter. And going down that hill with my big fat butt on the scooter, it started picking up speed. And I actually crashed into a palm tree. So that was a pretty good jolt. Uh, and then the scooter wouldn't work. So a couple guys, uh, a couple of waiters from the from the uh, restaurant bar came out. And they were looking at it. And they turned it over and looked at the bottom. And, you know, somebody said, oh, it's got some sand on you. Well, no, that wasn't it trying to figure out how to check the batteries to see if something had shorted out or if it was loose. And finally, p pushing reset buttons and doing all kinds of silliness. Finally, we got the scooter going again. And it's fine now. And I came out of it with a simple uh, contusion on my hand. So I wrecked the scooter again. Didn't really wreck it. I mean, I ran it back into the palm tree. Uh, I did find another ramp that wasn't steep a little later and went up and shot that last little clip. So, uh, by the way, by the time we got the scooter going, I said, okay, guys, break out the bourbon. We're going to have a couple adult beverages. And I did. So, anyway, that was my... Uh, foray at the Costa Maya yesterday, which wasn't particularly successful. 
right. I told you yesterday that I was going to share with you about my buddy, Kevin, uh, 30 and a wake up. You know, he's been on the show a couple times and he pops in the chat room a lot. Well, he's on sky princess. Now he started his year of cruising. I'm going to be on, on, uh, um, a cruise with him in February uh, out of Baltimore, February 23rd, I think it is. But anyway, this is uh, this is Kevin with one of his, you know, he loves to get up at sunrise in the morning. So this was a sunrise on the Sky Princess. And then uh, that's Kevin all dolled up for, for dinner. I said, man, he's looking pretty good there because I know how he packs and he packs lighter than I do. Uh, he was able to dress it up there. So anyway, Kevin's having a good time. He's actually starting to think in terms of uh, disability issues. He sent me a clip of, of uh, a, hand, a handicap accessible restroom door from uh, Sky Princess yesterday. So that's, um, that's great. I have any of you people that want to look at things when you're on ships and let me know, I'll keep, well, I'll keep track of all those things. So that when I'm on that ship, I'll, you know, I'll already have a head start on it. But anyway, I appreciate Kevin's thinking in those terms. Our buddy Rochelle is back uh, uh, sailing. And I can't, is she on Anthem of the Seas? I can't remember what ship she's on. Uh, but she, you know, she was in South America for what seemed like a month or long, maybe longer. Um, she's now, she went home for a few days. And I can't remember. Anthem? I don't know, one of the royal ships. But anyway, she was in Labadee, Haiti yesterday. Well, that's the ship in the background, whatever the ship is there. And I can't, I could have won that up and seen it at the name line, but I just don't remember. Um, and of course, that's, uh, that's the ladies dancing. If I was there, I would certainly try to uh, give them some lessons. As I did in Costa So, um, that's of course in Labadee. And is this the one I want to say it is? Yeah, that's uh, me yesterday. I was, uh, I, I got the natives together. Uh, to try to give them some dance moves. That's right there in Costa Maya. So, that's the truth. I'm going to stick with it no matter what. And then we got back on the ship. And uh, I got together with uh, Sonny. Remember Sonny? I mean, I know you remember you know, Sonny. Sonny from Mississippi. So that's Sonny. We met for an adult beverage yesterday afternoon. And Sharon is also on this cruise. Remember Sharon? That's she hasn't been around a whole lot anymore, but she's the one that spends part of her time in Alexandria or one of the DC suburbs. I never can remember exactly where. And then has a place in Florida. She's the one that has the pug Viv that I love so much. I'm all the time commenting about Viv. Uh, but anyway, so Sharon met us. And so Sharon and uh, Sonny and I had an adult beverage, and then JJ 
Jordan and Jared and Melissa and Jay and Jane and uh, Martine, the guys that I'm eating dinner with, they came in about 15 minutes later for an adult beverage also. And uh, so they got to meet Sonny and Sherry, uh, Sonny and uh, Sharon as well. So that was trip. This has been, this is the kind of thing that's been going on on this ship all week where I'm meeting people I know and some that I don't know, but you know, either they know me or, you know, know who uh, of me or whatever. So it, this has been good. It's been fun. A lot of fun. And then last night we went to Teppanyaki and, uh, you know, that's always a great show. Uh, actually I had a, a lady, uh, chef or whatever you call them uh, the one on the left there and she was terrific she sang through the whole presentation it was good and of course they fixed a big bunch of fried rice and then they do all the side orders and of course i'm you know i love my seafood so i had shrimp and scallops that was after i'd eaten a couple bites i said oh happened to take a picture and calamari which came a couple of seconds later the picture with the calamari didn't turn out unfortunately um, nor did the one of the steaks but i didn't have steak but um, oh martine uh, ordered the combination with steak and she gave me a bite of her steak and oh my it was to die for too but that's I've been to te Teppanyaki on ships a couple times, and I've done Teppanyaki-like places on land three or four times. This was by far the best food that I've had at a Teppanyaki. It was outstanding. So, that was just a great, great day yesterday, despite, you know, trying to kill myself. So... What can I say, folks? Back in a second. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot Around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And that, of course, is scoot around despite me running the scooter under the palm tree yesterday. Man, I couldn't get along without it. Hi, Sonny. Sonny wants to watch part of the show. So, Sonny's here. Let's see if I can do this without flipping it over. Anyway, yeah, there's Sonny. Uh, so, all right. I'll be back with uh, today's news. After a real quick word from one of our network sponsors. All right, the top story this morning has to deal with, you know, many of you probably saw this. It actually broke yesterday after the show. So uh, people like uh, Tony and they, you know, and they had this because it broke in between my doing the show yesterday morning and when they did the show at midday. Uh, but basically, Morella uh, Cruises, the parent company uh, that, that 
their parent company is Tua or Tui in the UK. They canceled the Morella Discovery 2 ship's voyage, which actually was scheduled to sail yesterday due to a technical issue in catering facilities. What? Now, here's what I know and what I don't know. And like I say, folks, I've spent some time this morning trying to clear up what really caused this issue. And I still don't know. The ship was sailing on a back-to-back uh, cruises out of Montego Bay. The second half was to have sailed yesterday. During the first half, the first seven-day cruise of that double itinerary, they had thruster issues. Well, now, thruster issues sounds to me like acepods. They didn't say that. But I'm not sure what else other issues thrusters would have. Then, uh, now the day before yesterday, they announced that they were going back into port early because of the thruster issues, but that there were food and beverage issues as well, and they were forced to cancel the second half of the cruise, which was supposed to sail yesterday. People were stuck in Jamaica and that had to, you know, now a week early before their flights were due back, the ones that were booked on both halves of the back-to-back. Of course, Marilla offered them some money and stuff like they have to. Maybe not as much as some people would have liked. But anyway, guests on board were notified that the seven-day Pride of Panama sailing must be canceled due to technical reasons affecting food and beverage services. No other explanation was given. The cruise line began flying guests home by chartered aircraft from the parent company, TUI, and may also uh, purchase additional commercial seats to ensure everyone is able to get home as efficiently as possible. But... They could offer no guarantee that they were going to get back to the original departure airport. So let's say if they were, if they happened to be from London and flew from, you know, someplace other than Heathrow, and this goes back to Heathrow, and I don't know the specifics, they're going to let people off at a different airport. So that's kind of a mess to me. Uh, they say that we will provide ground, trans- ground transportation. Yeah, well, that's kind of a bet in the future. So uh, I'd be a little iffy of that. Or the option was that you could stay in Jamaica until your regularly scheduled flight went off, which would have, would be next Tuesday. Because the cruise should end next Tuesday morning. Guests are being refunded for the canceled cruise in full at a prorata per night basis. Now that doesn't sound to me that they're giving you all the money back. It's in full at a prorata per night rate. So that means they're going to take some of the money away, maybe for the days you've already sailed. I don't know. Cruise Line's also offering 300 pounds. That's about 370 bucks per adult, and 150 bucks per child in vouchers 
for future credits as what they called a gesture of goodwill. You're canceling a cruise, people in the middle of Jamaica, and you're giving them 300 bucks as a gesture of goodwill. I'm not sure. I might tell them where to put that 300 bucks. Needless to say, a lot of guests were upset. One who I happened to talk to that didn't want to use their name uh, elected to stay in Jamaica. Had to pocket a shell out three grand out of their pocket to get a room. Are they going to get that money back? They didn't know. I would certainly hope they do. I'm, I'm glad the people could afford, you know, pulling three grand out of a deal like that and get a hotel. Speculation is all over the board on what actually happened. Uh, one of them is that they're running out of food. Uh, Morella swears and be damned that that didn't happen. There's a possibility of equipment issues, like if there was some kind of power failure, that maybe the refrigeration was off for who knows how long. And the food, you know, could spoil or flawed or whatever. Could be a possibility. I mean, there's. These kitchens on cruise ships are, have a bazillion stoves. So if one stove broke, that wouldn't cause them to turn all the food back. So this just sounds kind of hooey to me. And again, it's another cruise line that's not being honest. With, you know, we're big boys and girls. We wear big boy pants. And if there's an issue, tell us. We can live with that. But don't give us this hooey and apologize for nothing, you know. They're not saying what happened. Tell us what happened. So, and they say that the next ship, which is scheduled to sail on February 7th, is going to go off the schedule. So whatever the problem is, they can fix it. The food went bad. They would have time to restock the ship by then, maybe. If it was something like the refrigeration unit. But nobody knows. So the rapid speculation continues just another bad situation in, in the cruise industry and again i hate it oh i be honest heavens and they're all they're all that way they they try to cover it up and and you know why that's what i would do if i were the place <laughs> they don't want me running a cruise line they woo, don't want my computer to fall off my lap um, all right, the next story, and this is a ship that I have never been on. As a matter of fact, I've never seen it, but the oldest cruise ship going, the Astoria, a storied cruise line, a cruise ship with a rich and varied history, has reached the end of its journey. It'll sail one last time from Rotterdam, where it's currently docked. Probably to Aliaga in Turkey to be scrapped. Uh, so the last voyage will be coming up sometime soon. They have not said exactly when, um, but the ship, the Astoria, uh, served as a transatlantic passenger vessel 
It served as a cruise ship for the German Communist Party. It's been barracks for asylum seekers and a modern cruise ship. Despite its many lives and names, as story will be remembered as a unique and unforgettable ship with a rich history spanning nearly 75 years. Actually, Astoria sailed the first time one month before I was born. So that ship's as old as I am, which is, I mean, that's up there, you know, old as dirt. So, oldest living cruise ship is getting scrapped. Sad. All right. Congratulations to our friends over at Carnival. They've broken another record in their fundraising efforts for uh, St. Jude, St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, this year, they raised more than three and a half million dollars for St. Jude, uh, which topped their amount from the year before. So congratulations to Carnival. And obviously, congratulations to St. Jude with their continuing efforts fighting kids' cancer and a number of other things that they do at the St. Jude Research Facilities. And I guess there's finally some good news coming out of the whole saga with uh, Crystal Cruises. Remember that whole business of going bankrupt and losing the ships and anyway they were acquired last year by Abercrombie and Kent Travel Group the former Crystal Cruises company is being relaunched as Crystal just plain Crystal that's a little strange but okay the line unveiled a new website on, uh, that was yesterday, and will open book, bookings for the recently released mid-2023 through 2024 itineraries exclusively for passengers who have made a $500 refundable open deposit uh, before uh, today. So they started asking people to make deposits for cruises in the future someplace, and I guess people did. Anyway, other past guests can book uh, upcoming voyages aboard the revamped Crystal Serenity and Crystal Symphony ships beginning February the 13th, uh, while bookings are expected to open to the general public February 22nd. Crystal Serenity is scheduled to sail the new inaugural 12-day cruise from Marseille to Lisbon on July 31st. Crystal Symphony is expected to debut a seven-day trip from Athens to Istanbul on September 1st. So, a new cruise line, Crystal, will be up and going later in the year. All right, that's going to wrap up the news portion of today. So let's go see who's over here fussing at me in the chat room. Uh, come on, chat room. Come up. Let's see who's here today. Hi there, Tom. This weather's hot. Tom, beautiful sea day here in the Indian Ocean on board the NCL Jade. 
uh, a bistro for dinner tonight. The mushroom soup, okay. Uh, we couldn't get a, a reservation for a bistro here this week or uh, for uh, uh, so we did teppanyaki last night and La Cucina. What's that? Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, I think it is. I don't know. I told Melissa, you just tell me where I'm supposed to be and I'll be there. I can't keep up with everything. Uh, Katie's with us. Hi, Katie. She's glad you're having a wonderful time, Tom. Water is less turbulent today. I was talking about the rough waters yesterday. Mike's with us. Good morning, Mike. Carol's here. Hi, Carol. The mask collector is with us again. Good to have you back. Greeting from parts unknown, where it's colder than a, yeah, you know what, mother-in-law's there. That's a nice way of putting it. Dennis is with us. Good morning, Dennis. Don't forget to, to give this live stream thumbs up to help promote Chili's channel. As always, appreciate that. Then it says, uh, have you eaten at the Teppanyaki restaurant? Yeah, I asked Tom that. Uh, Dennis says, uh, yes, we ate there on Monday. Great show when the chef gave, they gave me way too much steak. I tell you what, that food was so good last night. I've had, I've, I've done teppanyaki, I think on every ship I've been on up for Norwegian. That was good. That was really good. Uh, Cindy just had the rice and veggies. Didn't charge her for that. Uh, the rice, I like the rice too. But of course, you know me with the seafood. And one of the things that I've noticed on this ship, I was able to follow my silly food pictures and stuff that I put up. I haven't seen a shrimp cocktail yet. So, one of the other cutbacks, I guess. So, anyway. On NCL, I usually book teppanyaki restaurant on the first night. Excellent way to make uh, cruise, yeah, can make friends. It is early on. Um, good, Cindy's with us. Hi, Cindy. Just signing on to work. Chili, are you in the central Cozumel port at San Miguel? Uh, we don't go to uh, Cozumel until Friday. And I'm not sure, let's see, have I been there with the Norwegian ship when I've been to Cozumel? I don't remember. I'm sure I have been. I don't remember which, which uh, pier they use. Um, I've never been at the one downtown. So I've always been at the two that are uh, close together there. And I've traverse back and forth to them from them all the time it's about maybe by the time you get out to the street and down the street to the other pier and back into like they're going to a restaurant there or something maybe a half mile on the scooter and, and it's side you know it's accessible sidewalk so i don't have any problem um making from one pier to the other I'm just confused with the time change. <laughs> I don't do change very well, folks. And then, yeah, we changed back to 
my time for one day yesterday. Then we change back now to New Orleans time. Yeah, they say stay on the ship's time. Well, I can't do that. Yeah, I got to keep things on Eastern Standard Time because that's what my computer knows. And I get too damn confused. Anyway, so now we're back again on, uh, you know, Central Time for today and I think tomorrow. And then go back to Eastern on Friday and then back to Central on Saturday. I don't know. It's really screwy. So, uh, anyway, Cindy says, enjoy Le Bistro. You know, when I was with Hot Air Tom, we ate at Le Bistro a couple times. And that was outstanding. I, I probably, I would go to Le Bistro before I'd go to Cagney's. And Cagney's is good. But I really liked Le Bistro, too, when I was there. Yeah. That's an accessibility ramp fail. Yes, it was. It also about gave me a heart attack. So, I said, sorry, Chili, that's terrible. Well, you know, it was, it made for a good spectacle. Because, I mean, there was, a, you know, the restaurant was pretty full. So There's probably 100 people in there all going, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wasn't hurt, you know. It's such a jolt. I will say my neck's a little sore today, which is why you might notice that I'm sitting in a little unusual position for me. Uh, I've actually got the my computer balanced on the arm of a chair and my knee because if I put it on the table in front of me, I have to bend over and I'm putting my neck and back sore, which I'm sure is just from the jolt yesterday. Uh, Tom says we have Teppanyaki booked for tomorrow again, but they only seat at 530, 730, and 930. We had 730, which runs attending either show, decided to cancel and go to the show. Well, last night we had our reservation was for seven, and we were we were probably pushing nine when we got out of there. Um, I mean, we weren't rushed or anything, um, but the late show that everybody was going to was at 10, and I said, no, 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 don't wait for me, folks. So I went upstairs and uh, went to bed. So... Dennis says, keep checking for cancellations. Yeah, I've done that before, too, when it, the time's been not to my liking. I found out the purchase specialty meals, not the free at sea ones, will carry over our next cruise on back-to-back, -back, so we will now have a couple meals to add reservations for the second cruise. Oh, that's good. I didn't know they would do that. <clears throat> Kenneth's with us. Good morning, Kenneth. Dennis, would you believe that Tepe was not full at the 7.30 slot on Monday? Wow. One whole table plus two seats at our table. The other two tables were full except where one guy was uh, eating two seats. How full is your ship, Tom? Um, because last night, every seat in, in 
this teppanyaki was taken. But then, you know, this, I think we got 4,600 or something. So this ship's full. We had 15 specialty meals for this 18-day cruise. So being able to carry over a few to the next cruise was a great piece of news. I didn't realize you had that many specialty meals. That's pretty sweet. Cindy says, hi, Sonny. Sonny says, hi, Cindy. Uh, pleased to know they're letting you use them on your next cruise. Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good deal. Tapanaki is fantastic for solo cruises to meet others. Oh yeah, we met. I was I was with uh, uh, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four other people that I've been dining with that I know, and we still had uh, two other people that we met uh, at our side of the table, and then the other side uh, was a whole another group that was done by the time we got started so we didn't get to meet or talk to any of them they they left and um they had they just started filling up when we were done but still we met a couple couple new friends there i agree it's a it's a great way to, to meet some new folks um the scallops look awesome cindy they were the scallops were unbelievable, and and the surprising thing to me was the calamari. I mean, I have I'm used to calamari looking like uh, uh, the fried calamari, kind of looking like uh, uh, onion rings, almost you know, skinny onion rings. These were uh, a, a fillet of calamari, and then they sliced it up, so they were in longer. Uh, wider strips that were cooked, of course, on the grill and seasoned. And they were, oh man, they were good. They were almost as good as the scallops in the scallops relish world. So, yeah, it was a good meal. I enjoyed it. I've even managed to catch a piece of egg tossed at me by the chef. Yeah, that's good. Caught by an open mouth. He tossed it. Tossed it with his spatula. Took two tries. Oh, man. We need to have that one filmed. Can you see somebody throwing egg at out there, Tom? Oh, that should have been alive. So, yeah, that would have been a treat. <laughs> uh, I didn't order the scallops, but got two extras from our generous chef. I had the shrimp and New York strip combo. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was thinking about doing. And I said, no, man, I got to go with it. So he says, our scallops were huge, too. Yeah, I have not sure I've ever seen scallops that big before. So, yeah, they were great. Mike says, uh, how's your back after your argument with the palm tree? I'm sore. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good jolt. My neck, my back are, are both. Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, particularly comfortable. I, I took some ibuprofen last night, uh, which is all I can take for pain because of the meds I'm on. By the way, somebody says, "Why do you get up so early?" Well, there's several reasons. One, after I take my meds, I can't eat for two hours. Plus. You know, check what's happened in Europe and stuff because we've got quite a, a contingency of folks in Europe that watch me. So I always check what's going on over there. Well, I start doing that early in the morning and then trying to get a show ready and written and research and all that. 
But the main reason is because it's the med. So if I want to have breakfast at a reasonable hour, you know, I've got to take the damn pills at four o'clock or something like that. Uh, you like um, the um, the buffet here opens at six thirty or seven. I can't remember which. And then um, Oceans is. They say it's open twenty four hours a day, but I think they start serving breakfast at six or six thirty. When I was there yesterday, I was the fourth fourth person there, and that was right at six thirty. I mean, so it was totally empty. Um, but yeah, I've got. Uh, uh, that's why I do it, so I can eat breakfast at a reasonable hour. So I'm just into that habit now. Uh, keep your ears open for issues with. Uh, Joy back-to-back Miami to Panama City Cruises, November, December. Someone posted that the second cruise was going to depart from Cologne instead of Panama City. Okay, I have not gotten any notices from them on that, but I will uh, take a look at it. Uh, No change on my itinerary yet, but we're to stay uh, overnight on the first cruise in Panama City. I remember that from looking at that one. Just didn't uh, make sense. I checked in CL booking system this morning and they uh, did not show any joy cruises in November, December, December system. So, well, yeah, that's true if they're not showing it at all. Um, that is... Where's that from, Tom? Let me see if I can pull that up while I got everybody on the air here. Uh, there it is. Norwegian Joy. Um, I'll check my sources while while we're on the air here. I promise folks not to take too long with this, but let's see. Norwegian. Norwegian, Norwegian, enjoy. There it is. Okay. So that's a Panama. And Mexico. Panama. That's uh, November 25th sailing, Tom. Okay, I'm showing that. I'm showing Panama City. Whatever that Fuerte Amador, however you say that one. I don't know, Dennis, I I haven't even looked at it to figure it out, but Panama City. It's what I'm showing, but I will definitely, uh, you know, I'll start tracking that for you, Tom. See what I can find. Come on, mouse work. Uh, we have a, a tough captain on the Jade. We were late departing Richards Bay due to three cabins not 
uh, going to the immigration desk for exiting South Africa, Captain announced they would be kicked off. Wow. The Discovery 2 is an old ship from 1995. Yeah, I think a good bit of Morella's fleet is old. But, I mean, I'm not surprised that it had issues, but I just wish they'd be honest with what the issues are. That's that's my fault. That's my fault with almost every cruise line. Uh, if they didn't get the meeting spot ASAP, we finally departed about an hour late. Okay, passengers like that need to learn what FAFO means. Yes, they do. Uh, we had an Australian couple that didn't like our parking spot at Richards Bay. The guy was getting loud and nasty with guest services. He said it was a money grab to park where they couldn't walk. Passengers contribute the money, and then Carnival gets the tax write-off. Oh, for the... You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but you're probably right. I never looked at it that way. But still, it's money going to a good cause. I'm not going to fuss at Carnival about that. Uh, Abercrombie uh, brought the crystal name. Yeah. That they did in the bankruptcy. Yes. Just checked on the Joy again. She's doing a transatlantic now on January 6th, Miami to Southampton. Strange and emergency drive off. I don't know. I have no idea on that one, Tom. Keep checking on availability of the restaurant due to cancellations. Yeah, well, we, we will. Mega is by Central Park. There's another port further out near uh, Sanchez. Well, that, yeah, the um, Sanchez is, is where I eat. Quite often, and I know the owner there. And that's also when Elizabeth is in uh, Cozumel. That's her buddy. That's how I got started going to Mr. Sanchez was with Elizabeth. So, uh, Katie says, glad you're enjoying the cruise except for your accident. Thanks, Katie. Uh, winter crossing can be rough seas, especially on a cruise ship versus an ocean liner. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'd want to do a transatlantic then. That's, that's, that's kind of crazy scheduling. Even with a crazy scooter accident, he still has a positive attitude. That chilly course. Hell yeah, I'm not going to let that bother me. So, um, Katie, that's the best bit. No jet, jet lag. Oh, my transatlantic will be. Interesting as far as time changes, you gain an hour every day for six days. Wow. Uh, let's see. Adair says, uh, Alan, Alan got, um, Algazi, yep, agree. That's why I think something needs to be fixed on the joy. 
to do a January 6th cruise. Uh, yeah, I guess. We have $1,757 for the cruise director. Double occupancy is $2,400. Guest eating the calamari on Jade said they were too salty. Soup was also very salty. Now, my miso was, I thought, was very good. It was a little on the salty side, but miso always is. Uh, I didn't mind the soup, and Cindy passed on soup. I, I liked it. Sea scallops are larger than bay scallops. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. You guys are killing me. 31 days till I cruise again. Yeah, Cindy, we're looking forward to your, you and the girls getting on the cruise. That's always tremendous fun. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. I'm going to go see if I can avoid trying to kill myself in Belize today. I hope that I can do this without a further accidents. That's the main thing on the agenda. Don't kill yourself in Belize. So I'm going to try. There's no guarantees. So anyway, guys. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on a high seas. I'll see everybody tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, unless I do some kind of live later on today. Who knows? You guys have a fantastic day. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you'd like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, Ports of Call, Cruises Themselves, Chili Chats, and Travel and Cruise Industry News, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.